Here we go. We're talking 80% outside of the gym that we mentioned in our first, uh, our very first kind of what we're about, which we didn't even go over all your credentials as a coach, like what you, what you have. Like me, I'm just a dude that likes to run his mouth and you are an actual like person who knows what they're talking about. Uh, well, you know what you're talking about. Um. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we'll get into the 80% and then we'll tell everybody else your credentials later. He's just Brian right now. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> anyway, so 80% out the explain what 80% outside the gym is. So the 80% outside the gym, and that's honestly, like I said before, it's like it's 80% outside the gym, 20% inside the gym, and that's on the high side, like depending on like what their people's goals are, where they're at. Um, it may even be more as far as 80% goes. Like 80% is the low side outside of the gym and 20% is the high side inside of the gym. So the 80% on the outside of the gym is is broken down in, into, I would say, like four different categories. The first one is going to be nutrition. Second one is going to be recovery. Third one is going to be stress. And finally, the fourth one kind of falls into the second one a little bit, but it's sleep. Um, and it's how you manage and mitigate those types of things and make those a priority that are going to really propel you forward inside of the gym. Like those 80% are so important as far as what you're doing. And nutrition, which one did you say was number one? Nutrition, right? Nutrition, number one. Second one is recovery. Third one is stress. And the last one is sleep. And that's not an order of importance. That's just like the categories. That's just a list because, I right. mean, they're all kind of equal when it comes. It's the 80% outside the gym. It's everything that you do outside the gym. If you want to be good at inside the gym, all, all of those things need to improve. Correct. Yeah, So and nutrition – one way it's hard, like, so we'll break it down in these steps. So, like, nutrition, like, if you travel a lot and you're out in different places, it's really hard when you only have a gas station or fast food or whatever, and people can get overwhelmed with meal prepping. They're like, we have to meal prep for the whole week. We have to do this and that. I'm just going to share a tip that of what we do over here that helped. They Like, that's difficult for us, too. And, you know, with kids and everything else. And what we do is we just make extra of what we make for dinner every night. So we make extra and I might get a day, I might get two days out of that, right? But then the next day we get an extra two days. So we're just living normal life. All we do is just make a little extra every single evening and then we're able to take food with us during the day. So that way we're able to still eat the nutrition and, and follow our little you know way of eating all the time, like I can take it with me. I don't have an excuse anymore to be like, oh, I got to go by the gas station, get some more. I got to stop by this fast food place because I didn't bring anything to eat and I need some calories. You know, um, that's that's one way. That's one tip that we do. We buy all our snacks ahead of time. I pack them in my backpack and then we go. It's super easy that way. Do you have anything that you do kind of like that 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 helps out? I'm I'm pretty like I'm easy. I'm on probably. And I know you guys, just personally, I know you guys make a lot of different meals. You know what I mean? And yeah. so me personally, like what I, I'm pretty, I would say boring as far as the nutrition side goes. Like it's, it's clean and it's nutrition, uh, nutrition, nutritional, sorry. I'm going to talk today at some point in time. Anyway, so it's nutritional food, it's, but I w- it's not like. I don't have a wide variety of things that I go towards. You know what I'm saying? Like it's lean protein, it's, it's, it's healthy carbs. As far as you know, 
some fruit and a lot of you know a lot of vegetables stuff like that but it's a lot of the same stuff i try to mix it up here and there um to try to get like those that variety in my diet but at the same time but then as far as at, at night like i would that would like before i got into like the nutrition side like being more serious with the nutrition side i would eat when i would get home i wouldn't eat what my wife had prepared i would usually just like fix something fast that wasn't that healthy and then so i finally forced myself like you know, no matter what time i get home it was later or before whatever it is i'm gonna eat dinner whatever they made especially like you know now i can i'm at home with them a lot of times when dinner's being eaten so that's easier to do but before on my old job like that's what i would make sure i would do and um if so if that works for you if you find like you liked a lot of the same foods find a lot of the same healthy foods you like and get around those like that that'll help you you'll, you'll be amazed like how you'll start adding in variety once you get into the habit of eating healthier like that like then then all of a sudden like eating a lot of the same foods like even though i like to eat a lot of the same foods i've mixed in a lot of stuff a lot more stuff now than what i used to do you know what i mean yeah and that's well that's one thing about i hate calling i hate it when you say diet like your diet is the way you eat because it's just the way you eat like if you do it as a short-term thing it's gonna fail like that's not that's not a that's not any it's not gonna work it's not gonna work that way so you can enjoy what you eat. That's the probably the biggest thing that's it's weird for people because it's pushed out in their face all the time about diet this, diet that, eat a salad, eat this, eat that. You've got to torture yourself. Don't eat any sweets. Don't do any of this. Like, no, you need to re, like you need to ha, be able to balance everything out. Like, you know, you talk about eighty percent, twenty percent. It's eighty twenty out. Like with the nutrition as well. 80% of the time you eat great, 20% of the time you can kind of like enjoy yourself and then bam, you have a perfect combination of something that's going to work for you and you're never going to lose your, cra- like you're going to get your cravings or you can be uber disciplined and an athlete and eat everything every day if that's your mental, like if that's where you're at mentally. Well, and I think that just kind of depends on your goals and like a lot of other things too. It's like as long as like you eat for the, I would say for the most part clean, which means good foods. Um, like natural, natural, you know, we can go into like on a different podcast, we can go into like what that really kind of entails. If you, depending on what your goals are, if you tend to eat clean and just eat enough to like support your activity level and not overindulge all the time, you're going to be fine for the most part. You know what I mean? It's, but at the same time, I still go out and like, you know, have a beer every once in a while. I go out and like eat some, like a, a big old steak and you know, like, wife wants to go grab some you know a sweet one time here and there like some ice cream i'm gonna go do it you know what i mean i don't because i don't do it all the time you know what i mean like it's people that consistently do that all the time that have the issue but when you do it just every once in a while and you kind of just like like i say you've earned it because i don't like to put it in terms of earning things like that but if you're consistently eating good all the time and like every once in a while you're gonna throw in a sweet or like a a, a reward for yourself it's not gonna it's not going to undo everything. It will undo everything you've been doing. If you've been eating clean all week and then spend the whole weekend eating like crap, yeah, yeah. that's going to undo everything you just did. But if you continue, if you consistently eat clean the majority of the week, and then once or twice have yourself a little snack, that's not going to it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I just did that too. There you go. That's a hundred percent for you. Um, all right. What was the second one on the list now? Uh, we'll go uh, recovery. Recovery. Oh, here's a fun one. Recovery, like making sure you take care of your body after the gym, after you worked out, and also rest days. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. Is, and, it, and 
it, 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 it boils down. Recovery almost goes into a lot of the different, the other three categories I, I come to. I put, I, I talk about it in its own just because it encompasses a lot, but it does encompass a lot of what you're eating. Is it good food? Is it helping your body replenish the fuel you just expended? Um, recovery goes into like, well, I would say like body maintenance, which is like the stretching, the mobility, um, like staying active. Like when I say active, I'm not talking about like going and doing another workout session, but it's like, uh, like a good example. Like if you go outside and play with your kids or you go on, on a walk with your family or something like that, that's that, that, that does aid in recovery. Um, also, I would, and if you go in and before we get into it, but like sleep is another way, like if you're getting good quality sleep, that's going to aid in recovery as well. Like all those things kind of like bits and pieces of those things are going to help with overall recovery and recovery is super important in the sense of just in the kind of like the basic terms, the better you recover, the more time you can spend, like the more, the next time you go into the gym, the more you're going to get out of that session. If you're completely beat down and having recovered fully after one session, and then all of a sudden going to the next day or the next day to another session, you know, another two or three other gym sessions, your body's really not prepared to take on that extra stress. Yeah. Yeah. And so what about massages, cryo, uh, guns, rolling out? Like there's a lot of different things that people see to do. I mean, you hear rolling out is awesome. And then all of a sudden, like a few months later, you're like, well, rolling out's not that great for you, or it is great for you. There's a lot of back and forth, but like massages, chiropractors, um, all that good stuff outside of the gym, should you schedule those on a regular basis? Or is that like, what do you think I, about I would, I, I would say if you are, and this is my personal opinion, and there's a lot of research behind each and one of these. If you are, there's nothing wrong, like massages and stuff like that. I think that can help as far as like, that helps people like not only recovery wise, um, but also alleviate stress. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a good one as far as like a policy. I'm not saying, you need to schedule those every single day or even every single week, you know, once a week is probably not too, not a bad thing, but I would be careful in the sense of like, if you're finding that you are consistently going to the doctor, if you're going to have to do cryo, if you're having to do all those things once a week, you're probably putting too much stress in your body, unless you're a professional athlete. You know what I mean? If like you're doing that, if you're doing that much where you need that, ex that much extra help, outside of what you can do on your own, you're most likely putting too much stress on your body. Well, there's a good example, what you just said. If Unless you're a professional athlete, the difference between somebody who is a professional athlete and somebody who's doing it to be healthy or be fit, like their fittest version of them, is <clears throat> professional athletes are trying to attain something that others cannot do, right? They're trying to be the 1% uh, or half a percent in the world like that's what they're trying to get to and in order to do that in any profession you name it like name a sport name name a any profession ceo of companies business whatever if you want to be that top half percent you have to put in and be willing to do what other people are not willing to do which is going to mean in this sport or in other physical activities you're going to have to see the chiropractor the massage therapist sometimes daily and ice baths and all that good stuff because that's the way you need to get your body recovered. On to use that as an example is go on to what we can do as like just everyday people that are trying to be fit and have fun with life and and maximize that and do weekend competitions like weekend warriors is that they're recovering 
the same way. They're they're putting the time and effort into recovering just like we should be in our lives. It's just a different form. Right. And that's and that's the thing, is like the degree of what we're of what we're doing, like the compared to the, the professional athletes, uh, you know, the good you know, what they what do they say? Ugh, God, I always mess this quote up. But like the needs of like the professional athlete, the professional crossfitter, you know, and the like let's say the person, like a guy that's like an eight like 70, 60 years old just trying to you know, make sure they can get out of bed on the, when they're 85 years old, that they don't differ by its type, like what they need to you know, Exactly what you're saying. I'm messing it. I'm messing the quote up. But like, <laughs> you're doing good. I, and I'm, you're my, doing my good. Hard, right? oh, yeah. But like, but basically, it, it varies by degree, not type. But like, in a sense, and I think that that's right. I think I may have messed it up, but then I'll, and I'll correct it in the next one if I did. But basically, what that means is like, you can change it up to the type of athlete you are depending on what category you fall to fall into but it's basically a lot of the same stuff you know what i mean like spending like you like the average everyday joe that like has a like has a job is just going and spending an hour a day in the gym and eating clean blah 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 all this kind of stuff their degree of recovery the amount like the amount of they have to spend extra doing that type of extra little stuff is not going to be as dramatic or as drastic or as much as like the professional athlete will there still is some type that they, each individual person has to do but what they're doing and how much they're doing is going to differ because of w- where they fall into in the category like between like you talk about professional athlete and just person that's just generally trying to stay fit for life um that's going to be th- that you know, that's the difference and that's why i you know without getting into like what i think works the best and what i think doesn't work much or and whatever uh, that's where I, that's why I don't tend to like just push people towards those things initially. If I have someone that's a pretty serious athlete, and that's what they're kind of and that's their their goals are wrapped around, then yeah, we may try to talk talk about dialing and those other things as well. I think you got to dial in a lot of uh, a lot of things before you get to that route, and then if then at that point in time, but that that's a, that's a different story. That's like, that's like you're talking about like professional, you know, football players, basketball players. They're spending a lot of time in the training room, like working on quote unquote nagging injuries because the life of a professional athlete is very hard on the body, which is why a professional athlete's career lifespan, not lifespan, we'll say career span is not super long in in regards to like how long you and I, in our job, we work from, we work, you know, 24 to like 55, 60 plus, depending on where we want to retire. what, What is, I mean, I would say the professional, the average that's not fair because a lot of them get out of the league before then. We'll just say like probably the average athlete, probably the average age of the athlete in the NFL right now, if I had to guess on the high side would be around 30 years old. You know what I mean? And like, and that's, and everybody talks about like how Tom Brady is, shoot, how old is that kid now? Like 45 <laughs> He's like years 42, old? man. He's like and my they, But that is such a crazy thing for them to wrap their head around that this guy is still in the league because yeah. – they know it doesn't it doesn't go that long for them very much, and I think it's very you know, and it's dependent on the sport a lot. But um, that's you know it's kind of like that, that's just the way it goes. Well, that's why they have masters divisions. I mean, and all that good stuff in it. And but the point of the the comparing them, which I want people to take away from it, is that they are spending an enormous amount of time on recovery because they place that much importance on being fresh and as good as possible whenever they go into their next training session, which is right. the exact thing we should focus on when we're doing our regular fitness. 
and, and it's a and it's a direct result of how much stress they're putting on their body during their training sessions and how much longer they are doing those things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's the what's the third one? What was the third one? Uh, stress. Uh, the third one, stress. So what stress do you, What what does that involve like workout wise? Because there's stress on your muscles, there's stress on your body, kind of like what we talked about with recovery there, but there's that kind of stress. Then there's stress, you know, with your job, your family, your life. There's all sorts of stress going on. That's what you have to kind of you have to like kind of now play a little bit of I would say weighing and measuring in the sense of what brings you more stress in your in your daily life and that can be broken down in different categories but let's just say i'm going to use you as an example so you have a pretty i would say physically demanding job outside of all the other things you do outside of here you're you're, you're on your feet a lot you're walking around a lot it's a very active job so it's extra stress you're putting on your body you know what i'm saying so in order to if you can't mitigate that like that's your job you have to get it done so you have to counterbalance it with what you're doing inside the gym and how much time you're spending that time in the gym. Vice versa. So like that's that's a work-related one. Now you can also equate that to someone that's, I would say, let's go with a police officer um, or a firefighter or uh, someone that's in the military. Very high stress situation jobs, you know what I'm talking about? And so in order, like that's a lot of, I would say, up and down as far as like their stress levels throughout their normal throughout their daily work. Um, load. So if, if you have a very high stress job or, up, or a job where you're going up and down as far as the stress level consistently throughout the job, that's going to take its toll as well. So you have to equate for that. Um, those are things that I would say are harder to control because they're dependent on other people and dependent on your, in your work, your work job is your, your, your workload itself or your work, the, your job description. The things that are within your control as far as stress goes, like how much are you letting other people stress you out? How much are you letting your work life affect your home life? How much are you, how much is your home life, you know, stressing you out? Things like that are within your control that you're really going to have to take a look on, look at and how you can either make those better or change them entirely. Like that's on each individual person, but it's going to take its toll on your body. There are you know, there's, there's studies and and, and research done on the fact that stress is has a negative overall effect on a lot of different things, in, you know, as, as like you the physical makeup of your body, like what it's going to, and the toll it's going to take. So my when I talk to other people, it's like the stuff, the stress you can control or that you have direct control over, you need to learn to handle it better or to reduce it as much as you can. Yeah, and reducing and, stress that can be hard depending on you know. Like you said, that there's some things you can't control, like another person can't really control them. You can control how you react to it and how you deal yeah. with it. But the important thing to know about that situation, so like we can't change people's home lives, right? Like we can't, we're not psychologists. We're not, we don't know what's going on with them. So the, there can be legit struggles at home or at work where it's super stressful. I've been there. I've, I can, I'm a perfect example of what it does to your body when you're really stressed out. Like, the gaining of weight, the loss of muscle, it, the stress is crazy. What it does when it's when you're uber stressed out like that mentally and on that side and emotionally. But when you go into the gym and you're coming from a place like that, what you said is very important. And and we can get into another podcast with scaling and all that later. But the importance of going with the level that you need to go at to hit the stimulus of the workout and really. 
understanding when you're stressed, knowing when that level is is there and your body's not performing so that you come in you, and you can get the movement, you can be consistent, you can do all these things, but then at the same time, you're not overstressing your body out. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make it sound like uh, like the stress that that, that something that goes in, because home life, you're right, that, that goes in a lot of different subcategories, and I didn't mean to make it sound like that that stress is completely 100% controllable. Like, that's not, uh, that's not true. Yeah, you didn't but, make but it sound uh, like that. I was explaining it for, like, for oh, people okay. listening. I was explaining that stuff. Okay. Um, but, like, but then, yeah, exactly how you get at it as far as, like, you have to equate, you have to take into account the, you can, the stress you can control, try to control as best you can. The stuff you can't control, you have to, like you just said, you have to equate and take into account that extra stress outside of the gym and what it's doing. And then how you're going to respond inside of the gym. You can't expect to be at a hundred percent if your stress if the stress level outside of the gym is impacting you as well. So if that's the case, if you know you have to just be aware of what's going on in order to mitigate it and then and then adapt inside the gym and change up your workout and do all those different things as well. You put and it in a lot. It up, changing up the workout is super important because in order to relieve the stress, it can actually relieve the stress to come in and do the workout, like to move. And you've, you've got the success of going there and it really relieved everything in your mind. Like I know for me, when I started going to the gym, like going to a CrossFit gym, I was like, man, this is great because I'm so stressed out with a lot of different things going on in my life. Like so many different things were going on all at the same time. And it felt like the world was crumbling on me. And then I go in there and for an hour I can forget about all of it. The weights didn't matter. Nothing else mattered. It was the movement that mattered. So it's important to like that you get that movement in to relieve the stress. Just don't always think that you got to go in and lift the world or you have to hit this or you have to have the best time. Go in with this mindset when you're super stressed of I'm just here to move. I'm going to do my best and I'm going to get the work done and I'm going to relieve the stress that I have throughout the day right right because that kind of stress that we're talking about is probably is the majority of the time something that you're gonna need out like you're gonna need some help with it might be from um, family friends whatever it is uh work co-workers you're gonna need help with and so like that's dependent on that a little bit um to, to that extent so you can't as far as like a coach goes like the advice that they can give as far as like how to make that better it's you, you really are coming from depending on who you are, you're really not coming from a place of a whole of a whole lot of no about it. Like, and, the, and that's K N O W, not I would say close to zero, unless you, yeah, exactly. You so, don't know. So, yeah, and that's we can you can definitely be someone that they can talk to about certain things, but the sense of like trying to be someone that's going to solve that ultimate problem, you know, that's a lot of things that they're going to have to deal with there. So, but as far as like how to deal with that at the same time as you're trying to get better inside the gym. Like these are the things that you and I are talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what is, what was the last one? Sleep, right? Four sleep. Yeah. Okay. Four sleep. This one. Oh man. It's near and dear to my heart because I can, I can tell everybody real quick and then you can, you can kind of dive into it. Um, so my, what I did when I, I ran an area, right. And it was three hours away from me. And, um, I had part of that stressor in my life. I had a lot of responsibilities at home that I had to be there at a certain, like, and I've got it. I'm waking up 
I'm I'm three hours away. I'm waking up at 3 a.m. to go to work, and then I'm back and I'm up till like 11, 11:30 because I've got adrenaline going. I and I built this habit of I'm spending time with my family, my kids, and I go from 3 a.m. to 11 p.m. And then my sleep schedule was just that 11 to 12, depending on, you know, how amped up I was or what TV show I was binge watching or whatever. And then waking up at three and going to work again. Now through that whole process, um, and, and thankfully my wife is wonderful and she improved my sleep. Like she's the biggest proponent of that, but I, I started getting better sleep and I realized, yes, you can function. You can function at what I was doing, right? But I was nowhere near 100%. I was living in a fog. And I didn't realize it until I started getting more sleep on a consistent basis. Yeah, and that's like consistent. There's a, I heard there's a very well-known CrossFit athlete that said, if people knew the like the, all of the outcomes and good qualities that can come from consistent good quality sleep and what in and the positive impacts it can have inside the gym it'd be banned as a performance enhancing drug like that's how good it can be for you and when i say consistent that means like going to bed at the same time every single day waking up at the same time every single day and you know obviously that's dependent on certain things but like that's what we're talking about and that's how important it is as far as your body to be able to like what we talked about earlier recover and set yourself up for more success inside the gym um there's a lot of different tips that we can give and like this is the, the biggest aspect of the four that i still struggle with like i'm you know I, I did shift work forever um so like and i and i always thrive more like in the night like in the evening like that was like my time like i could I, I felt like I was more awake then, but you know, that's not how our body naturally operates. So trying to adjust to that is still a struggle for me sometimes just because of, I think all those years doing shift work, but the, like what helps like little things that help are like trying to go to bed at the same time every single day. You know, there's obviously things about like people shouldn't be you know, drinking caffeine or things like that. But like, you know, a few, you know, anywhere close, you should, like a good rule of thumb is anything after like noon, shouldn't you shouldn't be drinking any caffeine uh quality sleep is like you know you're turning off the tv you know maybe reading a book getting those lights off making and the biggest one that my wife tries to you know still get with me is like the bed is for your bedroom is for sleeping like that's where you go to sleep you don't go in there to watch tv to watch movies to you know do anything else as far as like you know besides normal stuff but <laughs> Besides marital things. Yeah, don't make it weird. <laughs> I was like, I knew that was going to go there too at some point. I was like, yeah, here we go. Anyway, like, but you're like, that's what the bedroom is. Like, ah, you messed it up. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say that, like, that's where you, you want to get it wrapped around your head. Like, when you go to, like, when you go to the bed, when you go to your bed, you're going to go to sleep. And so, if you're doing a bunch of other things, like if you're working in your in your bedroom, if you're watching TV, you're doing a whole bunch of different things, it's you're not really associating it with sleep. So you're not your brain is not prepared to go to sleep every single time you go to your bed. So and like that's something that like my my wife is still teaching me and still trying to teach me, but like I'm getting better. 
but those are the things that are going to help you as far as like getting good quality sleep. It's not just about like the eight to 10 hours or seven to 10 hours, whatever they tell you nowadays, seven to nine. It's about getting that on top of quality sleep. If you're getting seven to nine hours, but you're waking up every two hours for some reason, because the TV's still on or because your, your mind's still racing with what you have to do the next day, that's going to make it tough to get quality sleep. Yeah, I think that's very important for people to know too. Is they like they hear the hours. People just it's real f- weird. You know, we talked about nutrition and other things, and it's all customizable to your life. So it's what fits your life is what makes it easy. And with sleep, like you said, you work shift work. If you've got a family and you're working these twelve hour shifts, you don't have a whole lot of time in the day to spend with your family. And so you've got to do that. Like that's important. It's priority. You have to spend time with your family. Otherwise, that's going to crumble and you're going to be stressed out. And then and then that doesn't do any good. So to take that time and maximize it the most that you can and the highest quality that you can is super important. Because I don't get – I'm not getting, you know, eight, nine hours of sleep a night. But if I get six to seven, you know, five, six, seven, if I get six to seven and it's super high quality, man, I feel like I could run through walls. It's awesome. Yeah, and that's and and that's where it kind of boils down to as far as like just the differences and everybody's different, you know, in their life. It's just about really how much if you're if you're already putting stress on your body because either one of those four categories is not dialed in. If you're putting a ton of extra stress, and we're not talking about just general fitness like inside the gym, we're talking about people that are doing like way more than maybe they need to be doing inside the gym, and they're wondering why they're always feeling beat down. It's most likely it's because they're not leveled out. It's not balanced and like, cause they haven't figured out the, the, how to mitigate or bring it all into, you know, cohesion as far as like the other four categories we were just talking about, as well as what they're doing inside of the gym. Usually like two out of those four categories are out of whack. And then they're trying to make up for it by putting all this extra time in the gym. Well, that doesn't go hand in hand. It's kind of like when athletes come to me and say like, uh, what supplements should you recommend? Like what supplements should I take? What supplements should I this? And then you get that whole conversation. But I, but, but then I ask them, like I ask them, the next question I usually ask them is like, what are those four categories like? You know, like and have an honest conversation about them. And if they can't tell me that those four categories are dialed into the to the utmost like degree, I'm not going to even talk about supplements. If you know, and if they want to start coming to me and talking about like a lot of extra programming. Or like extra work and stuff like they can be doing just outside the hour in the gym, and then I the next kind of, the next question is like, what are those four categories like? And if it's if those are very very out of whack, I'm not going to recommend that they do a whole bunch of extra stuff because they have to get that in line first in order to get the most out of their training. Yeah, and I mean it. What you said earlier about creating those habits, you know, yeah. creating the habits and they're important. Turning the lights off, and some people are like I go to sleep with the TV on. Well. You practice it may be tough for a little bit but if you get in that habit of putting t- turning those lights off like and not looking at your phone and all that good stuff you know within a certain before bed you'll realize you start to get better quality sleep with the shorter period of time and that's something super important it, it may not be crazy easy because what you've done is you've created a habit when i was going to bed at three and and i mean uh going to bed at 11 and waking up at three I created a habit over four years that my body now will just wanted to just, it was up, it was up, it was up, it was up. I'm like, I'm trying to sleep, go back to bed. And 
you know, I'm telling myself I got to go back to bed, but my body's like, no, this is when you wake up. You've done this for four years every day of the year. Like this is the way you do things. This is the way we operate. So creating, but you can switch that habit up. Like I'm proof of it that you can switch it up. You know, you just go in, you turn the lights off, you go to bed, you go into bed at the same time every single night or as close to that time as you can, whatever's available and just little things start with little steps and, and just build on them. Well, I, you and I talked about this before. I like to talk about like, you know, like it's, it's small changes to create long-term success, which means like if you want to improve your sleep, you don't try it all. Like you don't just all of a sudden like, okay, let's turn off, stop watching TV, turn off my phone, you know, put the noise machine on the temperature to this degree the same time every single night if you do all of that you're not going to be able to create a habit because you're trying to do too much and it's too overwhelming and you're going to fail so try one thing at first like the first like okay i'm gonna tell myself at 9 30 10 o'clock the phone goes on the charger i don't pick it back up uh, unless you know the, the emergency call is coming you know what i mean and then keep that consistently keep doing that for like a week or two weeks and if you can maintain that Booms. Add in the next one. You know, take like turn the TV off. You know, the TV's no longer on every single night. The same. Then, boom. Then it's the same time every single night. I'm going to bed. You know, you you do those small things over time to create a habit. So that way, all of a sudden now, all these little habits you've, cre- you've created at in two three week increments are all a bunch of habits that you're doing all the time without even thinking about it anymore. But if you try to do that those all at once, it's gonna be it, you're you're gonna mess up. It's kind of like people that. When they know they need to get healthier, they 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 buy like they pay for the money for the nutrition program. They do this, they do that. They they pay for a personal trainer. They, they they're adding all this extra stuff in there, and it's almost like eh, this is too much to think about. I'm done, you know. Yeah. But just do one thing at a time, like and like that's the thing. Like if you're trying to get healthier and you know you need to get back in the gym, you don't need to eat healthier. You know you need to sleep more. You don't need to do this, that, and the other. Just get back into the gym first. Just consistently get back in the gym and show up every single day. Once you get that in there, then come talk to me about nutrition and we're going to start doing that and helping you with that. Because even with nutrition, it's still small changes over time to get better at it and not just kicking it. Like if you already been eating like crap for 20 years and then try to throw it all out, it is too overwhelming. So like you need to like make small changes over time. So, and like those are the ways that you're going to become 80% better outside of the gym as opposed to 20% than to concentrate too much in the 20% inside of the gym. So, that's it, man. Well said. All right. That's episode, what is it? This is episode three. That's episode three. Awesome. Episode man. three. No Talk problem. To you later, Thank Brian. you, buddy.